What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode here of Entrust to Entrust, the E2E podcast. And just a fun fact, about two minutes ago, I forgot that that's what it was called. <laughs> Let's just say, um, in, in the words of me a while ago, if you know, you know. And, and Johnny, my friend who's off screen here, is, is keeping a track of how many times I say you know. You know? <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. So we got a special episode for you today. Um, with me here, we got the one and only bringing the thunder emily hartzel with us for the first time emily joy hartzel. what's up guys <laughs> and then we got christine foley she's back again hey and then with me the long time the man the myth the legend his knees might be weak but his brain is not <laughs> jack <laughs> jack MacArthur. we've been going Ouch. for like two minutes here i'm already getting uh Mocked in my seat over here, but uh, well, hey, but but this uh, just real quick, I, I actually get the uh, yellow mic this week since Johnny's off, so <laughs> that's pretty exciting. So Johnny's yes. behind the, the computer right now, but uh, <laughs> I will uh, I will do it, I will serve it well, Johnny. Right I promise. Hey, if you know, you know. <laughs> okay, so this is actually Aiden's last day on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot the name, intros <laughs> <laughs> didn't go so good. Oh man, hey, we're still new to this, but anyway, guys, um, dude, it's summer, but. Let me just say, like, life has kind of been a little crazy. You guys feel like you've been really busy and whatnot lately? Or is it just me? Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Like VBS, work. VBS, work, yeah, dude. It's kind of, like, insane how, like, as a college student, you would think that when you're not in school, you wouldn't be busy. But, yeah, here we are. I feel like I'm just as busy or more busy than when school's actually going. Yeah, life goes through seasons, and... They're all different, but it doesn't mean they're less busy normally. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. just different. Busyness is a bit crazy. Um, and then, I don't know, it just got me thinking, you know, because as a follower of Jesus, I think, you know, what people would say is probably the most important thing of growing a relationship with Christ is just having that um, quiet time or having that time to, to spend um, with Christ. If you're around a lot of Christian communities and whatnot, you kind of hear that that phrase quiet time or I don't, it could just be me, but I like to say QT. Like, hey, have you had your QT today, you know? Isn't that a Q-tip? No, no, okay. quiet time. It's not the gas station either. <laughs> just like the compliment you ate real quick on that segue. That was uh, that, that was, was very really well I'm done. I, I'm I didn't know what it. you were going for there, yeah, but that was, that was really good. Number Nate three, Hilgen number four. We've basically been doing this forever. If you know, you know. Yeah, Aiden, you really <laughs> oh get the hang gosh. of this, man. I'm just going to puff you up good a little job. bit before we get started here. <laughs> oh, so Oh, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, so with that, if you haven't noticed already, today we're going to be talking about quiet time and just Ooh. what what um, a good, meaningful quiet time um, would look like for people who are at all different kinds of phases in their walk with Christ. So, I mean, just to kind of put you on the spot the, this, this evening, um, I guess my first question is, you know, why, why should we have a quiet time? Why is it important to have a quiet time, to spend time with Jesus? I got. I, I kind of got two answers to that question. I know I, I said I was going to have seven points, but uh, I'll, I'll keep it to two so that we don't <laughs> go too long here. Uh, the the first thing that that comes to my mind, I guess, when we were when we were talking about this, is is Romans twelve. When we talk about the renewing of our minds, um, <clears throat> and it says that God God transforms us by the by changing the way that we think. Um, and I, I just I love time in the Word and and time to allow God to change the way way I think. I think that. Um, when when you when you take some time every day and really set it apart and, and dedicate it to to growing in Christ and and learning learning more about how about how how much he loves us and how just he is and how amazing he is um it really does change the way you think um it's one of those things once you once you get into it for a long time 
if you miss a day, you really start to miss it. You can feel it. You know, it's really true. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things is it just it allows for the opportunity for God to change the way we think, which is really a, a neat thing. The other thing that comes to my mo- mind is just uh, uh, thinking about how the, the devil tempted Christ um, when he was here on earth. And, and John talks about how Satan is the father of lies. And he even used scripture to, to try to tempt Jesus. And um, I think about how, you know, the temptations that we have and the the lies that we have to defend ourselves against and, and put on armor every day to, to fight against, um, they are so well uh, hidden and, and just, just look like truth. They, 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 they mimic the truth, but they're, they're not, they're twisted. Um, and so being in the word every day and just being really in tune with Christ, uh, uh really helps you a lot in being able to fight off those lies and, and not fall in temptation and not fall into, uh, deceit that Satan would, would like you to fall into. Um, and if you're not, you know, really, really focused on that, uh, you might otherwise fall prey to it and, and be be deceived by by small little lies that that parade and masquerade as truth. Um, so being in the word every day is just such a, a good defense against that. Yeah, that's good. Another thing that came to my mind was we have a relationship with God. It's like our relationship with him, it can operate sim- similarly to like our relationships with one another. It's like I'm going to talk to Emily because I love her, right? If I don't talk to Emily, it's hard to love like I can say I love her but it's not really evident Mm -hmm. in my life another passage that I thought of was John 15 that talks about like I am the vine you are the branches and stuff and it's um, verse 4 says abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me Mm -hmm. it's like that word abide is so key it's like it's important that we are continuing to do that because it's so easy to start to abide in things of the world right Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah, I love that you brought up a relationship because I think so many times we forget that it is a relationship we have with our savior. Um and something in terms of quiet time Jesus spent quiet time with his father. Like before he went to the cross, what did he do? He went aside and had a quiet time in the garden. And multiple times we see that when he's with the crowd and when he's preaching and teaching, he then goes and has quiet time. And so if we are professing our faith and we're saying we want to be like Christ and we're being sanctified, that's something that Jesus did was have quiet time. And I think that's something that we should embody. And when you mentioned relationships, it reminded me of Matthew 7. Um, and this is a passage that without fail, every time I read it, is just like a straight conviction. Because um, Jesus is speaking and he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And like, that's such a conviction. Because if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, he's going to say, I don't know who you are. Like, if I never mm-hmm. spend time with you, Christine, you're not going to know who I am. You know, mm-hmm. and if one day I'm like, come on, Christine, it's me. You're going to be like, we've never talked. We've never hung out. I don't know you. And so when we're in a relationship with the Lord, we need to spend time with him. That's good. And when you said Jesus spends time by himself, it reminded me of a really good book. If you know, <laughs> you know. Plug. We're, <laughs> what, six now? <laughs> It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And Jesus spent a lot of time by himself. If you read through the gospel, it's like every other 
time you hear about him, he's like going to spend time to talk to his father. And like, we should be doing the same thing. Yeah, that's such a good book. And the book that we were talking about earlier that was one of the books that I would say changed my life and how I saw my faith was Not a Fan by Kyle Alderman. I highly recommend it. But a quote from that book is he's saying a belief, no matter how sincere, if it's not reflected in reality, isn't a belief. It's a delusion. And I would say that applies to how we live our life in everything we do. But if we're looking at our relationship with Jesus and asking ourselves, does he know us? We need to know that whatever our beliefs are are reflected by our reality. So what does our reality look like? You know, like ask yourself that honestly, because it could be anything from like, like I like to like, Christine, your mom, she loves to listen to the Bible and spend, like, before she goes to bed, she'll listen to it reading. And I have um, my boss at work, she likes to paint, like, verses out and, like, draw. And it's really cool to see because that's such a gift she has. But everyone communicates in different ways. So it's like, how do you communicate with Jesus? How does your reality with him look? Yeah, no. I love it. I think we got two really good points here. You know, just. One is just, you know, spending that, that time in the Word, having that quiet time really strengthens your relationship with Christ. And if you're not doing that, then do you really have a relationship? Is He really Lord? Do you really believe in all the things that Jesus did for you? And then two, you kind of need to have that quiet time, like you were saying, Jack, you know, to kind of take a stand against the battles that we're going to fight. Because, I mean, Scripture talks about this, you know, the, that the devil wants to trip us up, that he wants to get in our way, and he, he wants to attack us because he does not want to see people living on fire for Christ. And if you are not in the word reminding yourself of the truth then you're going to be vulnerable to to attacks and i think that that's something that's very interesting because i think we're all vulnerable to being to being attacked to falling into temptation and and to the wrong lines of thinking especially if we're not in the word if we're not reminding ourselves of the truth yeah Mm -hmm. So kind of with that, though, I mean, I was also just thinking, you know, just like I said earlier with like sometimes you can find yourself in seasons where like you're super busy, you know. So like what happens if you don't like have the time, if you feel like you don't have the time to get that meaningful um, time with with Christ, the meaningful time in the word or in prayer, whatever that looks like. Like what if you don't have the time to have quiet time? Take away my Bible for a few days and you'll see exactly what I'd be like. Without Jesus, <laughs> it's important to make the time for it. There's no such thing as I don't have time for it. And you know that deep down in your heart, that's just a lie that the devil tells us and that we tell to ourselves and yeah. we can even tell to each other. So obviously our priorities are wrong if mm-hmm. we are saying that and even believing that. Maybe deep down you really think I really don't have time. I promise you do. (laughs) Yeah, I love, Jack, that you had brought up earlier of, like, thinking about how the devil works. Like, it's so easy to forget sometimes that there's a devil out there doing everything he possibly can to keep us from our Savior. And one of the ways he does that is by distracting us. And we see, that's why it's so important to read the Word, because then you see the patterns of how the devil comes and attacks people. And if I can be bold just to say, like, if you're looking at your life being like, I'm super busy, like that's not a bad thing to be busy. But if you're on judgment day standing before the throne and you're like, sorry, Lord, I didn't have time for you. What do you think he's going to say? You know, like imagine standing there, you've died. You're standing before the throne on judgment day and you're looking the creator of the heavens and the earth in the face. Are you going to be like, sorry, I had a math test. I had to study for, I didn't have time for you. You know, like what, like, let me just ask the question, like, what's more important, if yeah. anything? No, I, I think that's an awesome point. I, I think just to 
even put it in the way the, the scripture would say it, right? You know, uh, I think it's in Peter, right? Where it talks about, you know, the devil's a roaring lion uh, looking for someone to devour. Yeah. So you read verses like that and you, and you read about how much Paul talks about the armor of God and, and spiritual warfare that goes on. And so when you hear people say stuff like, you know, I, I can't afford to spend time in the word. I don't have time. I, I can't afford that. It's like, you can't afford not to, <laughs> you yeah. know, like seriously. And um, if, you know, Emily, I know you were saying like kind of being bold on that point, but like, I mean, it's, it's no joke. If, if you, if you really feel like that, if you feel like you can't afford it and you don't, you don't realize the need for that, then like say a prayer or like, God, you know, make me realize like how much I need you. Cause I'm at a point where I, I may not feel that. And, and I want to be reminded of that. Huh. Um, we got to renew our minds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. Getting back to it. You know, kind of like stir up your affections again for Christ. Cause really you can't afford not to. And, um, I, I love the point about distractions too. You know, we we've been going through uh, the Ten Commandments. You know, talking about how the first one starts with you. You must have no other God be, before me, um, or you must have no other God but me. And, and God, God wants all of our worship and all of our praise, and, and He wants us to be solely focused on Him. And and kind of like talking about you know the way the devil operates again, He doesn't operate like that. Like we've talked about this before, He, he will accept anything but you not being fully on fire for God. So if he can just distract you, maybe you're not like going down to the devil worshiping church down the street, but if you're just not focused on Christ and you're not focused on the Lord and you're sort of just going through life distracted and maybe you live for 80 years and just, you know, you get a good job and you have a nice, you know, retirement or whatever, but you never really focus on what you can do for Christ and, and, uh, um, you know, being a part of his kingdom, then you're missing so much, you know? Yeah. And so even though you might not be totally, anti-god you're you're not walking with god the way that he really wants you to be so it's it's such a big deal like you really cannot afford not to be in the word yeah you have a choice you know you gotta choose if you're gonna pursue christ or not and it's a choice you have to make every single day and it's the most important decision you'll ever make what about some practical tips yeah i was gonna ask aiden that as someone who's good at encouragement and as someone that constantly brings that up what are ways to encourage people oh boy we flipped the roles i'm on the yeah, spot yeah we did what are some ways to encourage people in in the way of like realigning their lives and getting yeah a bit of quiet time, so I, I i i'm someone that really really wants to pursue jesus and i need some help knowing how to do that so how would yeah. you encourage me and give me some advice of like specific ways that i could be doing that so it's really simple right we all go to bed at 7 30 <laughs> we only take cold showers in the morning and we drink a kale shake for breakfast a kale shake. Uh, prior to Lovely. doing four hours of of rigorous exercise and you know yeah no um I think the first step is to realize that lie, just like we're saying, you know, it's it's not that you don't have time, it's that you're not putting the right priority. You know, I mean, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you. You know, when you make time for Christ and when you make time and priority in your mind to build his kingdom, you know, he's going to supply you with all your needs. So the first step, you know, is in your mind, you know, recognize that, recognize that need. And then from there, honestly, you just kind of, you just kind of got to do it. Like, what? Just do I it. I mean, yeah, honestly. Go Nike. No. <laughs> um, but, like, getting we practical. so many sponsorships here. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Nike endorsements. Please sponsor us. <laughs> we need oh, money. Um, just no, but just, like, what is the first thing that comes into your mind when you wake up? What is the last thing mm-hmm. you think about when you lay down? Like, those thoughts are thoughts that matter. Um, there is one question that really kind of resonated with me from a sermon I was listening to a while back that was just, like, what can you do to make 
your your walk with Christ like more exciting? Like, what can you do to like shake it up? Um, I mean, the the preacher was talking about in terms of like you know like a marriage. You know, obviously never been married, college dude, but like I imagine you know like my parents like if they were to go and do the same thing every night for date night, you know, it would get kind of dull and it would get kind of boring. Like it, mm-hmm. it even though it might be like I don't know, they could just be going through the motions. And if you are if you find yourself doing that with Christ, like you got to kind of shake it up, you know? So you want to be putting in that effort to make that relationship with Christ something meaningful. So like spending time, maybe just praying some days or, or spending some time going through the word, like going through different books of the Bible to see just all, all these different angles about God. Cause you know, I mean, the beautiful thing is he reveals himself to us in his word and, and it's, it's over uh, thousands of generations and on different continents by different authors, like, but it's all pointing to the same God. And in so many beautiful different ways. So read, read the word, you know, really take time to soak it in um, and just, just do things to be, be intentional, be yeah, creative. The Lord, whatever like we've said, we have a mind. The right. Lord has created us with an amazing mind. Yeah. And that, and that looks different for, for different people. Like, I mean, I know I have a couple of friends, you know, who like maybe you can't sit down and read like six chapters, you know? Okay. That's fine. But like maybe if you're out in creation that is a time when, when you feel closer to Christ and when you can have a better prayer life when you're out, you know, where he wants you to be. And then it's like, all right, we'll go. Like, if you're that guy who needs to go on a hike, then go on a hike. You know, I have a good friend um, who, how she did her quiet time was she would literally, like, go, like, and drive um, to a certain spot just to go and, like, meet with Christ. Like, have that kind of desire to to make that relationship with Christ special. Like, cut out time from your schedule to do that and realize you know he promises that he will supply all your needs if you have that focus on the right spot yeah one of my favorite catchphrases or something that i say a lot is make time for the lord and the lord will make time for everything else it's so true if you start to live by that you will see very clearly the lord will make time for everything else that you need to do like the things that he wants you to do he's going to make time for it 100%. But you got to make time for him first. Another th- and another thing, if you really struggle with busyness, sometimes just don't plan anything for your day and then ask the Lord to fill your schedule. Such a cool way to go about your day. I remember doing this in like college all the time. So I'd be like, okay, Lord, I don't have anything planned for the next four hours. What do you want me to do? And I, like no joke, my schedule becomes so jam-packed with so many amazing opportunities to encourage others in the Lord. Or like he would, yeah, allow my path to cross with someone that I haven't gotten to see for a while or whatever. But it's such a cool way to live and you yeah. get so much done. Yeah. Like if and that's your this concern. Is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6, which this is a verse that I try to consistently go back to and live by. Um, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And I don't think we could say anything else than that. You know, like that's what we were just saying. Seek first his kingdom, period. And I think too, it's like, if you're worried that you won't have enough time, there's a deeper trust issue there. Like an issue of pride Yeah, yeah. that's Every in Matthew your heart. Six. Like you... Your priorities again are wrong. Yeah. Read Matthew 6, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. And just kind of in that same vein, you know, talking about the Matthew 6 and also just, you know, when we think about time, like, you know, realize that, that there are things that 
have been entrusted to us. You know, God's given us time, he's given us talents, and he's given us treasure. And we think a lot, we, we've talked about this a lot, Jack, you know, when you think about treasure, like a lot of people, when it comes to like finances and things like that, you think about a budget, right? You, you're given X amount of money. How are you going to spend it? How are you going to, to allot what's been given to you? And, and people budget and people plan. And I think sometimes, especially just in our culture, even just thinking about like college students or high school students, like we can kind of um, not do that with our time. We kind of fall short in the area where like we poorly budget well, our time. Or, or even like the, we don't, we may budget our time, but we don't budget our time the same way we budget other things, right? Like when you're budgeting your money, you may plan to have some as like a rainy day fund, right? Or you may plan to save some. You don't plan to spend every dollar or, or, or put it even better this way. You don't plan to spend more than you're bringing in, right? If you have $20, you don't plan to spend 30. You don't have that time. But, but for whatever reason, when it comes to time, sometimes we, we do just that. We, we over, we double book ourselves. We, we plan ourselves and we start like cutting into the time we have to sleep or the time we have to like eat meals and stuff like that. Um, and we're all of a sudden planning more than we can actually afford. Um, or, or, or even, even if you're just planning, you know, like bookends, like the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep, um, you know, and you're not allowing time for, for Christ in there. Um, you're not budgeting your time in a, in a way that's honoring God, right? You're so. not stewarding what he gave you. Like, I think we yes. forget like a lot of young people, something that we talk about, even in like our classes in school, we talk about how young people tend to think they're invincible, <laughs> like, which we know we're not, but we, we like to think we are. And, like, we think our time is almost infinite. <laughs> we don't have a good grasp. Die. Well, well yeah. Proverbs says that if <laughs> you, you are going to die. Children, die. They will not die if you do, if you do so. <laughs> so, therefore, I was disciplined, so I will not die. Yeah. I'm reading <laughs> well, that logic. Right, right? Truth, you got If we've learned anything this last year is that everyone was like, oh, gosh, we could, we could die. Yes. <laughs> like, I, if I can... I'm going to tell you something. I can 100% guarantee you're going to die. So what are you going to do in the meantime? <laughs> yeah. Love it. And, and that's steward your time right and realize, you know, what's most important. And that's seeking first the kingdom. So I kind of got one question to wrap up here. Some real talk, you know, because we are, you, you guys have all had, we've all had the privilege of knowing the Lord for a while, you know, and just kind of in that we've all, I mean, we were even talking about it before, just like have, you know, just thinking of my own life, you know, the second I got baptized, I didn't instantly go into this state where I was like, oh, super deep diving in the word. I mean, I was, I was four years old, you know, I didn't really get to that spot with Christ until a certain point, which just honestly came around high school, you know, where I was like consistently in the word and, and doing what we just talked about, you know, realizing what the most important priority is and, and making that relationship with Christ intentional. So what, what was kind of the point just real quick in each of your guys' life where that kind of like happened, where you kind of realized, hey, spending this time with Christ is important and this is what I should do. And what would you say to someone who, who kind of isn't there yet, who still kind of might be on the outside where they might be a believer, but they, they don't really have this yet where they've thought about quiet time and they're just like, you know, what's, what's the point? What's the big deal? Oh my goodness. Okay. One mm. sentence. Go. Sophomore year of college. I, that's when I figured it out that I need to spend time with the Lord on my own. I wish I discovered it earlier. But one thing that I'd say is I really, I really had to pray that the Lord would give me a heart to read the word because I didn't want to. I came to know Jesus at four years old too, and I genuinely like came to know Jesus and was a Christian. But I had to pray, and sometimes I still have to pray that the Lord would give me a heart to spend time in His Word. So that's something. It was like a prayer for months. So if like that's somewhere you're at where you don't really want to do that, 
I like would encourage you to ask the Lord to give you a heart for that. And sometimes you got to make yourself just read your Bible. Yeah. Just keep doing it. There's a difference between motivation and discipline. You're not always motivated, but stay disciplined. Yeah, that's the advice I would give. Prayer is powerful. The Lord says, ask and you will receive. So ask boldly. Um, the best piece of advice I ever received was if you want to know God's will, then read God's word. And it took me a long time to have someone challenge me to read the Bible and challenge me if I really knew my Savior. And like Christine said, prayer. Like we're not made, we're not just born perfect and we have a sin problem and that causes a separation between us and God. And so pray. I would say that's the first step. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. No. It takes a while. Yeah. Well, you said one sentence and I'm thankful that you made very long, complex sentences. Semicolons. So, yeah, semicolons. Uh, semicolons are our friends. bad for not saying this all. Or, or yeah, you're right. Using one sentence that I'm right here, but semicolon. using punctuation you've never seen in your life. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, just go back to your question. And like, unfortunately for a lot of us, I think it takes us to like go through some valleys where we're like really desperate and really realize our need for Christ. Um, and so it's those moments that, that push us back towards realizing how much we need him and realizing how much we love him and realizing um, just how much of a battle we're in. Um, I think if we could see just how much, you know, spiritual warfare and just how, how, how wicked we are apart from Christ, I think we would be a lot more motivated to, to be in his word every day. Um, and so just to echo kind of what they were saying too, just now, you know, Emily was just mentioning like your, your, your heart longs for and consumes for more of what, whatever you're feeding it. So if you gotta, you know, almost force feed it for a little bit, um, do it. You're, you, you will start to, to gain an appetite for wisdom and truth and, and, and the Lord, Amen. um, and just keep growing in him and, and keep praying, keep praying. Don't stop praying. So God loves you. So why don't we, why don't we cut the podcast now so we, the listeners can go uh, have some time yeah. to read their Bible. Don't take our word for it. Go try it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're in your car, if you're in your car, just pull your Bible up on the steering wheel, one hand on the right. Yeah, Venmo request Jonathan Foley and he will buy you a Bible. Yeah. If you don't have one. There are all but kinds of quests. great resources and that you, you can listen so you can drive safely. Totally. And, you know, we've been we've been shouting out all these different people and books and stuff. So uh, real quick, if we want to just throw our Venmo and if you want to Venmo us some money, <laughs> you can get featured on the next podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. We are open to any sponsors. Yes. Oh, man. All right, guys. We love you all. Keep <laughs> seeing Christ first and know that he'll make time for everything else. Love Until you guys. Until next time.